Welcome to Writing Bad, the bad writing podcast, where every episode we ask a good writer to write us something bad, and then we force them to watch as it's brought to life in front of their eyes. Uh, this is our first episode, it's our pilot, uh, so going forward we're going to be you know, refining some aspects of the show and we're going to be adding a little bit more structure, but uh, in the meantime I thought I'd just do a little bit of an introduction as to exactly where the idea came from. Uh, so this podcast has been about a year in the making, um, but it's also been the culmination of many years of bad writing. Um, I wrote a play when I was about 23, and uh, prior to that I was creative and I was writing, but uh, I never wrote anything as ambitious as a full play. Uh, when the play was done, uh, it was produced, but I always felt like it was a bad play, and I was always kind of embarrassed by it. So afterwards I got a bit obsessed with, well... If that was bad writing, what's good writing? So I started doing a lot of research into different narrative theories and uh, storytelling and story structures and ended up going down a whole wormhole of um, just writing in general and, you know, how to write a good story. Um, and that was kind of the first formative uh, incident that led me down this route of being obsessed with stories. Uh, my second major experience with story and with people's reaction to stories was a few years ago I did a mentorship program with Fishamble Theatre Company and um, there was a group of writers and directors selected for the program and a bunch of us went to a theatre festival together and we saw a show, I'm being very vague because I don't want anybody to get offended, but we went and we saw a show that we all thought was really, really terrible. We could not understand how this play had been put on in such a prestigious theatre. Uh, we just hated it. We thought it was fucking garbage. And then we looked up reviews and we saw that it had gotten five stars in the Irish Times. Um, and we couldn't believe that uh, because we were so convinced that it was such a bad play. So we learned two things from that. Uh, first of all, we learned that good and bad are incredibly subjective terms. Um, you know... Uh, the reviewer for the Irish Times found the show to be fantastic. We found it to be awful. Uh, so that kind of got me thinking about, well, what's the difference? And then the second thing I learned was um, we had a blast. We had a blast ranting about how bad this play was. We dissected it. We Everybody had a different theory as to why it was bad. Everybody had different things that they disliked about it. Uh, but we all really, really enjoyed the act of just ripping it apart um, in a safe in the safe confines of the pub afterwards where nobody could hear us. So that kind of, uh, those two incidents kind of led to this podcast where we're asking good writers to write us intentionally bad plays uh, so that we can later sort of tear them apart and point out why they're so bad in a safe environment because the writer knows they've written a bad play. So we're allowed to kind of rip into it a little bit. Um, the goal of the show is to highlight, first of all, that... Um, there's no such thing really as bad, like entirely bad writing. There is, There are bad things within writing, but uh, it's actually quite difficult to write something really, truly awful. Like very few stories are beyond redemption. Very few plays are beyond redemption. Um, and the second thing is to highlight that uh, some of the tropes that you can avoid if you are writing something. So uh, whether it's, you know, bad dialogue, what makes up bad dialogue, um, whether it's poor story structure, you know, what is the right story structure to use, character development, how do you do that right, what's an example of it being done badly. Um, so that was the kind of idea with the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to run too much more. Uh, I forgot to introduce the director and the actors in this podcast, so I'm going to introduce them now. The show this week was directed by Barry Whelan, who's an old buddy of mine from college and an incredible director. And we had three fantastic actors. We had Jennifer Lipinski, John Brown and Patrick Lahan. So uh, here is the first episode of Writing Bad. coming and um, welcome to the first episode of Writing Bad, the Bad Writing Podcast. We're very, very lucky tonight because we have Niall Carmody here with us who's written us a script. Give a round of applause to Niall. Nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Niall is a graduate of English and History in Mary Eye and also an MA in Drama and Theatre from NUIG. Niall has had multiple shows. He's had two shows at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. He's had two shows at Limerick Fringe Festival. His last show, Sisters of Castle Knock, was just on Limerick Fringe Festival there last weekend. He's also had a work in progress showing at Seen and Heard. And this year he's going to have a showing of his play Arbitration, which is going to be on from May 4th to 6th at NUIG's O'Donoghue Theatre in Galway. So a lot of accolades there, quite a, yeah. quite, quite a good pedigree. Um, so. <laughs> so I first met Niall a few years ago, two of us were doing a mentorship with Fish Amble in Limerick mm-hmm. uh, through Bell Table Connect. I was on the director track and you yeah. were on the playwright track. Mm-hmm. So how has your writing evolved since then, Niall? We're doing this now? Yeah. Okay, okay, good. Uh, we're doing the, ru- we're doing oh, the rough first. interview first. Okay, the rough interview first. And now we're going to go into the show. Okay, um, yeah, no, uh, how has it evolved? Um, I'm still doing it, I'd say, yeah. is, the, is the main thing, which is good, I guess. How long have you been like writing plays? Um, as long as, like, how far back, like, when, uh, do you, when did you figure out this kind of what you were interested in? So uh, I did my undergrad in Mary Eye and I graduated from there in 2014. And then started the my work or started my MA in Galway in two thousand and fifteen. Uh, yeah, two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen, and we had a playwriting module, and I decided I'd take it. I hadn't wrote anything at that point at all. So were you like a performer before then? Or? I had done some amateur stuff in college, like so it was good fun. I really I liked the whole theatre thing, and I was originally supposed to become a secondary school teacher immediately. Um, and then I said to my parents, I want to be, I want to do uh, a master's in drama and theatre studies, which they fucking hated, of course, because you know there's no pension there. But uh, um, yeah, did the uh, NUIG thing, and there was a playwriting module, uh, took it, and then just have been writing since, so three years. Oh, great. Three years. Yeah. Three, four years. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, and so in your list of like the shows you've written, and like if you're ranking them, where does this show this play we're about to hear oh where does this rank <laughs> oh, pretty high mike i'd say uh, pretty i've high. seen your previous work so i'd agree i've got jokes yeah, yeah. <laughs> come at me i've got them <laughs> yeah pretty pretty high no i mean i i don't really know what to make of this i i'm gonna be honest with you guys i wrote this 10 months ago when mike yeah. got in contact with me mm. and i was even saying to Paddy in the crowd there that um, I forgot the name of the play until I saw the script. Yeah. <laughs> it's in front of me today. So, so like, I mean, it's, uh, you know. Uh, I, should, I should point it out. Yeah. I, I've been planning on doing this podcast for about a year now. Yeah. And I contacted Niall 10 months ago. Yeah. And I realized this when I looked at the email to print off the scripts for people. It's like, yeah going back to my emails and it was like last June I think mm, yeah, uh, that you wrote it and I literally em- I messaged you and I was like do you want to write this bad write a bad play for me and you're like yeah no bother and like two days later I had it in my inbox yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I had a fucking load of them I had a load of them already um, um, but yeah so I, I will I will say it's it's very close to my heart obviously yeah. like, the heist I found out today is what it's called but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it because heist, um, heist just heist, heist. there's just no heist. duh okay yeah, very good. But um, I am looking forward to seeing it, and I'm very appreciative of you, Mike, and everyone obviously here for taking the time to actually well, put it together. You know? Let's wait until after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I suppose um, we'll just get straight into it, So, and we'll be talking about it a little bit afterwards, and we'll be talking to the actors and the director and stuff, but um, I suppose let's just get stuck into it straight away. So I'll be reading stage directions for it, and the guys will be performing it. Like we said, Niall hasn't heard, hasn't read the script since he wrote it last June. Oh my god. The guys have only heard, they only read the script for the first time about an hour ago. Um, Barry was given an hour to direct them and uh, he did his own thing. We'll talk about your process afterwards and how you approach this challenge. Yeah, process? Uh, process. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's just take it away. Uh, so, uh, it's, fu- it's supposed to be bad. This yeah, is- clear it up. <laughs> I think they get the concept. <laughs> Heist by Niall Carmody. Characters, Gertrude, Ronald, and Fred. Lights up. A chair on stage. A man and a woman enter stage left, dragging a third man with a bag on his head on stage. They throw the man onto the chair. We've got you now, Ronnie. Big time. You couldn't leave it go. You just had to keep pushing. You're completely goose. (laughs) Gertrude takes the bag from Ronald's head. Lads, please, I don't know what you're talking about. Where is it, Ronnie? We know you took it. You lying bastard. What is it you want? 
I don't know what you're looking for. The money from the last heist. What did you do with it? You fucker. Guys, you've got to believe me. I don't know anything about this. How could you do it, Ron? My own brother stabbed me in the back like this. I didn't, Fred. You have to believe me, I swear. Save your swearing for the man upstairs. Or should I say downstairs, knowing your history? <laughs> but I didn't do it. You have to believe me, you have to. Fred punches Ronald. Gertrude addresses the audience. The world is a really mixed-up place full of mixed-up people. It wasn't always like this, you know? We used to be pals. Used to get along like a house on fire. The three musketeers, but without the swords and French accents. But that was before, before this, this betrayal. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Sometimes you don't know who you can trust. Fred punches Ronald again. Gertrude intervenes. Cut it out! What are you trying to do, kill him? It's more than he deserves, the scumbag. If we kill him, we'll never find out what he did with it. Just cool it, all right? All right. Mama's gonna take care of this. <laughs> the same way you took care of me last night? Later, if you're lucky, big boy. Gertrude and Fred kiss. <laughs> First, we've got to sort him out. Let me wail on him a bit longer. I'll make him break. No, he's too tough for a beatdown to bring him around. Then what do we do? We get him to talk some other way. Like what? Get him on side and then watch as it slips out. Aces. Are you two lovebirds done tweeting yet? <laughs> tweeting? I didn't even bring my phone. <laughs> Listen, Ron, we're going to level with you. We don't want to hurt you. A little late for that, don't you think? Shut it, bitch. <laughs> Fred hits Ronald again. Easy, boys. What we mean, Ron, is that this can be over quick if you just give us what we want. Just tell us where the stuff is. Or if you actually don't know, then help us figure out where it is. But I don't know where it is. I know you don't, but we don't either. So how about we brainstorm to find out? Sure. Good. Cooperation is key, gentlemen. Let's keep it up. Fred, give us a recap of the events. No problem. So last week we hit the central bank on Main Street at Jonesville. We drove 45 minutes south to the Jonesville Natural Park and buried the stash in a hole in the ground, marked between two birch trees with an X. We left it a week till the heat died down and returned to find the land had been disturbed. And the bag was missing. Good stuff, Fred. You know I got you, baby. So... Ronald, what do you think happened to the bag? I told you I don't know. I know you don't know, but what do you think happened to the bag? If none of us have it, then what possibilities are there? You're wasting your time, G. He's not going to say anything. Fuck you, you piece of shit! You're the piece of shit here, stealing from your own brother! I didn't take anything, and you're no brother of mine, bitch! <laughs> do you want another smack? You're the big man when I'm tied to a chair, taking your cheap shots. I'd like to see how you'd handle yourself if I had my hands. I'd break you and you know it. If you're so confident, then untie my hands and we'll find out. And give you the opportunity to escape? Not a chance. You'd bolt like a chicken. If I let you loose for a moment, you're an animal. You need to be controlled. Pussy. Fred hits Ronald. Gertrude <laughs> talks to the audience. You can't choose your family, and sometimes that's a real shame. <coughs> I fell in love with one of them, but inherited both their shit. We started off small time, you know, stealing gum, sweets, and toys. Then we had a few liquor stores, and my God, did we love it. The thrill, the rush, the three amigos. But sometimes, three's a crowd. You prick. Plenty more where that came from. Cool it. No need for violence. Let's get back to the matter at hand. He won't tell us anything, G. You're barking up the wrong tree. Well, he certainly won't tell us anything if you keep pummeling him. Like I told you already, I know nothing. So where is it then? What happened to the bag? Fuck if I know. Maybe someone found it. You mean someone you sent found it? Cool it, Fred. Let Mama handle this. So you reckon someone found it, Ron? I don't know, maybe. Wouldn't they hand it in to the authorities? It's all over the news? I don't know. I wouldn't anyway. Normal people have morals, though. Unlike some. Fred, let me handle it. Okay. So someone else handed, uh, ha someone else has it and didn't hand in the money. Still seems pretty likely that they would stumble upon our spot and start digging at random. Seems too far-fetched. What else could have happened? 
I don't know what else could have happened. A wild animal, maybe? A wild animal? Fuck off. Yeah, like a bear or something could have dug it up and torn it apart and moved it from the area. What does a bear want with cash? The bear doesn't know it's cash, moron. It just sees a bag and digs around and moves it. The bear doesn't know what it's doing. You must be getting desperate blaming bears for your shit. I'm just giving suggestions. A bear isn't walking around the woods with a wallet full of cash. I don't know, maybe it's in their cave using it as a bed? <laughs> you must be really desperate coming out with this bullshit. Can't believe you're gonna lie straight to my face. I'm not lying. You're a liar and a snake. And this isn't even the first time this has happened. What? Stealing from you? Yeah, you could say that. Are you talking about Christmas? You brought it up. I didn't steal anything. That was an accident. It takes two to tango. Shut it! Ask her about it. She was just as part of it as I was. I said shut up! Fred hits Ronald again. Gertrude speaks to the audience. Christmas! Christmas, will he ever leave it go? That was a one-time thing. A one-time thing, a mistake. A fling and a black mark on our relationship. <coughs> Fred had to lie low overseas for a while and Ronald stayed with me to keep an eye on things. We got drunk one night and one thing led to another. We didn't mean for it to happen, but things have never been the same. I love Fred, but Ron is a pretty tasty piece of ass. <laughs> hey, what can I say? A girl's got needs. It was months ago. Get over it. You liar. <clears throat> Stealing. Son of a bitch. Don't call mom a bitch. Fred, cool it. How about you take a walk and I'll try something new? I don't trust him with you. But you trust me, right babe? Sure thing, babe. Just five minutes. I'll get him to talk. Sure thing, babe. <laughs> Can you get me a cup of water when you're out? Fuck you, Judas. Fred leaves. <laughs> He's some temper. You're telling me. Why'd you have to bring up Christmas? I'm sorry, it, it slipped out. Jesus, my face is on fire. Oh, let me kiss it better. Gertrude kisses Ronald. <laughs> Do you think he's wise to us? No, you got the brains in the family and the good looks. How much longer before we can be together? Soon, baby, soon. Just tell me where you put the bag and we can sort it out. Do you have the gun? In the leg on my holster. And everything is good to go. Have the second car at the back. I know he's my brother, but he's had this coming for a long while. I know he does. Now, tell me where you hid it. You know the old peak waterfall about 20 yards from the log cabin in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I made a small rock fort and hid it underneath. <sighs> Great work, babe. Okay, once I call him in, you take the gun and shoot him. Then grab the gas canisters and we burn this face to the floor. I fucking love you. Ditto sweet cheeks. Gertrude begins to untie Ronald and gives him a gun strapped to her leg. He stands behind Gertrude holding her hostage. Do it. Freddy, baby! Come quick, he's got me! Freddy runs on stage and sees the scene. What are you doing, Ronald? Eat lead, Fred! <laughs> <laughs> Ronald shoot, shoots Fred. Fred is dead. <laughs> Payback's a bitch, isn't it? We've still got work to do. Give me the gun, grab the canisters. Of course. Ronald gives Gertrude the gun and turns to leave. Gertrude shoots him in the back. Ronald falls. Why? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, babe. I work better alone. Gertrude shoots Ronald again, killing him. Gertrude talks to the audience. <laughs> I was never one for love. You want to know something funny? I went out to the spot where Ron had stashed the bag, but I couldn't find it. No trace of a rock fort or anything. First, I thought that he double-crossed me, the little shit. A few months later, I saw in the news that a troop of Boy Scouts found the money. They were on a camping trip when they came across it in a bear cave. <laughs> the mother bear had used it as a bed. She must have found it and bought it home. Ron was right, but you don't have to worry about me. This is my first sting operation I've ran, and it won't be the last. Lights down. Okay, how much of that did you remember, Niall? First of all, 
That was awful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I forgot the um, I forgot the, the the fucking the monologues, the kind of third, the breaking of the fourth wall, and then when she started, I was like, oh fuck, there's like four of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In four bits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the last one is the worst. Yeah, they're all just such bollocks. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So I when uh. Christ. So w- when I asked you to, uh, when I gave you this challenge, I asked you mm. if you'd write a bad play for me, intentionally bad play. Yeah. Um, uh, and you gave me this, and it was exactly what I asked for. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, yeah. But I asked you then if you could send me on like a short blurb about um, why you think it's a bad play. Yes. So I asked you to write me a little list about about it. So uh, I'm mainly going to highlight the first thing you said. The first thing you said when I asked you why is this a bad play, you sent me a document labelled things I hate about the play, <laughs> <laughs> and the first line is. I struggled in the beginning to write a terrible play, not due to my brilliance, but because the moment you don't have pressure to write something good, you immediately become free to create something great. Oh, did I? Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Ten months ago, me was yeah. good. Wasn't so, me? can I ask you to cast your mind back to the yeah. task of writing this play? Yeah. Um, what were you setting out to do? Like, what was what were your when when I said write a bad play? Yeah. What was like the parameters you gave yourself? Yeah. So the, the reason I struggled, I think, was because it's so easy to make it a farce. And I mean, there's parts of that that are like you know so ridiculous that mm. they're they're really funny. And if everything else was kind of tightened up a bit and not as um, like shit. It was, yeah, it's not as shit. Yeah. I guess is a good way of putting it. <laughs> you can call it that. Yeah, yeah, not as shit. Uh, you you get a good farce out of it. So I I remember there was a. Um, a certain play that I saw a few years back when I was doing my undergrad and it was uh, a, a guy had gotten the script of True Romance that the Quentin Tarantino oh, movie yeah. yeah I don't know if anyone's familiar with it basically it's classic Quentin Tarantino and he took the script from the screen which he got in like a second hand shop and didn't adapt it he just said right we're doing it <laughs> So like where you have like cuts and stuff in a movie that you don't get to do obviously on a theatre stage, he had just been like, fuck it, we're going to do the play. And it was so shit. It was terrible. And uh, it just, I wanted to recreate that, I guess. Yeah. You know, that kind of... Um, so this is your Tarantino. Yeah, if you will. Yeah, if you, you said that now. But um, yeah, and it was just, uh, it was that yeah. kind of thing. And also I've been to a lot of kind of um, hit and miss kind of sketch show stuff where people have wrote like five minute, ten minute plays and some of them have been like quite good and then some of them have just been like, what the fuck is going on here and why is this a thing? And that's what I really wanted to get was that and not create something that was uh, a farce because if you, because you, immediately I was like, oh, this would be so funny if I did this. And you're like, ah, oh, but it, it can't be, you know, overtly funny or overtly clever in any way because if it is, then I suppose that's not the point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought anyway. And that's kind of part of the challenge as well yeah. when I give playwrights this challenge to like write a bad play. Yeah. I think my, my personal opinion is that it's like it's incredibly difficult. Like in, I think everybody within them has the ability to tell stories. So yeah. it's it's very hard to circumnavigate that to intentionally tell a bad story because it's sort of like ingrained in us. Like, yeah. to write. So it's hard. To, so you need to constantly be cutting across yourself and constantly like recognising oh well, actually this is starting to get too good now yeah. so I need to like do something to make it I don't, think, I don't think there was ever a point that I was like this is getting too good I better, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, better slow down here sailor uh, I don't know that third fort wall yeah, break was pretty yeah, solid yeah, that yeah. was like a pretty high art but there is Beckett yeah but like hearing he speak it I'm like fuck it the dialogue actually isn't as terrible as I remember it's still not great yeah, uh, yeah. but I mean because I was really trying to it's very hard to write something sh- so shit that it's like unbearable almost you know what I mean yeah. I mean you could I could have sent you back a script that was like you know people saying nonsense and you'd be like this is terrible but for all the wrong reasons yeah. you know what I mean so I, I don't know I'm trying yeah. to explain myself I still part of the yeah. the point of the exercise is seeing your interpretation of yeah. you know what is bad and what isn't yeah let's break down the characters a little bit so okay, yeah. Ronald, Gertrude and Fred yes. um, what do you remember about writing them what was your goal with them like uh, as characters again it started off with that kind of scene from Reservoir Dogs in my head I don't know why Quentin Tarantino was such an inspiration for this he <laughs> <laughs> turned out to you be... think Quentin Tarantino is shit that's no, okay you're allowed that opinion I enjoy his movies a lot actually but I mean I guess like, it's such a I guess the situation is so stupid. It's like that nobody would believe those three people were ever capable of carrying out a, any sort of bank robberies. Um, and then you just love triangle between two brothers and, uh, and a woman, and it's just so stupid. And like one of them said to a chair, it's so complex. So I guess like Gertrude was always going to be this kind of strong female character, I guess, in my mind, but like a really 
weird like I mean this over sexualized thing and this kind of <laughs> calling herself mama you know, yeah. Like, yeah. You know I hated that and I, I hate when people call each other I babe loved and stuff. It. I loved it <laughs> I thought it was brilliant it was exactly what the script needed yeah um, but I hate yeah. that I hate when people call each other babe and I hate when people I mean that's it's just my thing I hate when people call each other babe and call each other kind of those kind of really cutesy names I don't know why but yeah. it's just my thing um, yeah. Gertrude is a very interesting character Ger- yeah. like you really can't put your finger on I mean if, if this was a Tarantino film she'd be the one like you'd come away thinking you can never really figure out what she's about <laughs> yeah, you know like yeah. you can never really tell she flips so much there's like she's like kissing Fred and then she gives this monologue where she's like talking about Christmas about how um, you know uh, we got drunk one night and one thing led to another we didn't mean for it to happen you know but you know girls got needs and yeah. all this and then it very quickly goes into her having this very steamy scene with uh, Ronald. Yeah, I think you're reading in too much. To <laughs> you're giving the play way too much credit. Like, um, oh, don't worry, I'm not. The bad stuff's going. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but I mean, it, she's she's fun. Yeah, okay. it's just funny how she like like the switch like it's all like I suppose my point is that like if this was an RTM movie, the switches would be almost seamless and you wouldn't yeah, be able to put your finger on it. So, yeah. But in here, it's so heavy handed yeah, that like it, you actually just think, God, the writer just hasn't decided what this woman is about at all. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> true, true enough. Yeah, because like, after that, she's like kissing Ronald, and then like she shoots him in the back, and it's like, well, where are her allegiance? Do her allegiance yeah, is like, no, oh, she's uh, she's cutthroat killer. Man, yeah, you know. <laughs> I also I love there's a line. Uh, like uh, Ronald says, "Do you have the gun?" And she says, "In the leg on my holster." Yeah, that's a typo. Yeah, in the holster but, on my leg. But <laughs> it's so great as bad writing. And delivered seamlessly by yeah, yeah, well Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah uh, I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna go through the script a little bit. I have some oh, notes. So I have some notes for you. <laughs> Thanks. First of all, Ronald as a character. Nothing happens for about five pages. Like he. Every line he has is him saying, I don't know where it is. We don't know what it is. But it's literally, until about the last three pages of this, you know, uh, 12 or 13 page script, the only thing Ronald does is deny (laughs) knowing anything. Uh, Yeah, he's a genius of that. No, I I know. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, he's just a... Yeah, it's just, it's shit, guys. And you did so well with it. I mean, Uh, really, you did like... It was really hard. Yeah, it's cracking work done there. Yes, there's a lot of exposition in the dialogue. I think he might pick up that. So I believe at one point there's a very clear thing of we're brothers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, savior, all this kind of shit of like, you know, you never tell the audience what the person is. It's just bollocks. And also brothers and the Christmas thing is just so like fucking let's talk about Christmas (laughs) you know it's like oh are you talking about Christmas like nobody fucking mentioned it at all and it just comes up it's like filler in a movie yeah it's like like, oh we need a scene to make this a feature it's like oh let's have them driving for like 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) Fred has a great little moment where it's about four pages in Fred has this chunk of dialogue which is um, uh, Gertrude says good cooperation is key gentlemen let's keep it up Fred Give us a recap of the events. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fred says, no problem. So last week we hit the yeah, central yeah, bank yeah. on the main street of Jonesville. We drove 45 minutes south to Jonesville Natural Park and buried the stash in a hole in the ground marked between the two birch trees with an X. We left it a week till the heat died down and returned to find the land had been disturbed and the bag was missing. That's literally like four pages in we just get this chunk of exposition. Yeah, yeah completely. Uh, and I mean, the thing is, if you look at movies, sometimes like some of the... Some of the best, yeah. Some of the best scripts have a bit of exposition. No, it was it was really that was that was purposeful. I was like, right, yeah. that's gonna piss everyone yeah. off. Like, Let's you know, put the exposition yeah. in yeah. now. But delivered seamlessly, yeah. may yeah, I yeah, add yeah. as well. Well yeah. done, yeah, oh, yeah. Without a falter. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Fort Wall breaks. Yeah. Let's have a conversation about that. Cool. Um, they're awful. Yeah. Thank you. Necessary, but yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah. What was your yeah. thinking in putting in Fort Wall breaks um, like that? I just think one thing, a pet peeve I have with I think any sort of anything like theatre or movies is when people do, um, like when they put a dance sequence in where there shouldn't be a dance sequence or something like that or like, you know, and I have no problem with dance in the middle of a normal show. I think it's really brilliant if you can seamlessly put it in there, but I... Something that bothers me is like Fort Wall breaks where you're like, what the fuck? What's why? Like this doesn't make sense in the world that they have. And I just said, you know what? That's gonna be, yeah, that's something that annoys me. I guess so. I was like, let's just throw in a few Fort Wall breaks to fill in a lot of character and 
Yeah, that's that's the purpose of them, I guess, yeah. to, to annoy me. I can't, I'm trying to get a positive. For some reason, I want to be like, and yeah, that's the reason I did it, Mike, because it makes sense this way, but it doesn't. It's just stupid. You know? Yeah, just no, they're great. I, yeah. I, I felt like when I got to, every time I got to a Fort Wall break, I felt like that was you trying to interrupt yourself from writing something good. <laughs> well, I wouldn't <laughs> even go that going. far, no. But it's in, it, like, <laughs> yeah. they were thrown in to like, it was almost like uh, as soon as you paused to think about something, mm. it was like, okay, let's put in a four wall break yeah, here yeah. to break it up. I want to talk about the ending. Uh-huh. So I could talk about this in terms of story structure all night okay. because it makes no sense. It's bonkers. Um, it's I mean, like, I'm a big fan of like like Joseph Campbell's approach to storytelling and the twelve steps of the hero's journey. Wow. And so I, I'm a big believer story. that like in, inside in each of us, you know, we have the ability to tell a story, and it will automatically match up with this pattern of like what a story actually is because we yeah, have yeah. it in us and like but this story. just goes in circles. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally like it's eight pages of tell us this no. Tell us it. No, yeah. I don't know. Over and over and, and a over. A bit of character development, and, and then, <laughs> and then he murders his brother yeah, without yeah. a second thought. Yeah, like not a single thought to it. What but what I love, sorry, just to, yeah. like what I love about it is that there's so much exposition, and at the end, you just like my brother's had this coming for a long time with no explanation. It's like, but what yeah. you're putting on? Uh, why? Why not exposition for that as well? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. we might as well know why he deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> I missed that one. Yeah. I want to go to Barry and I want to ask Barry how he found because Barry was uh, Barry was given the script about a week ago, so he knew that he'd have the actors for about an hour, and uh, he his job uh, the only direction I gave him him for his direction was that uh, he, I wanted to not be farce basically, that uh, to do like it's a serious play uh, as best you can you know so how did you approach the challenge of directing this? Um, so you gave me the play last week, um, I read it today for the first time. <laughs> perfect. So, yeah. perfect. Yeah. All part of the process. Because um, you said we were looking at bad plays, a bad play podcast, and you said you wanted someone to direct a bad play. You approached me. Didn't know to take that as a compliment or an insult. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Take this compliment. <laughs> so, um, I suppose out of respect for what you were doing and for what Nile has written, I decided to approach this like I would approach any production. Um, so met the actors for an hour. What we squeezed into that hour was what I would like to squeeze into six weeks of rehearsals. So we really rushed it. So what we did, the very, very first thing we did, um, actors had not seen the script when they walked in. We took the name Heist and I questioned and queried what is in a name and got the actors to brainstorm what do we think this is about. What are the themes? What are the issues we think could come from heist? Niall is just holding his <laughs> head right now. That's the thought of somebody putting so much yeah, effort into the play. script. No, well, as, as I said, out of respect for the process, we decided we would, we would take this. Um, I suppose we, we sat down, we had a discussion, we shared our ideas. Um, the language was very challenging. Um, I suppose a lot of Americanisms mm-hmm. um, in the language, and then that tends to affect actors when they read the script. They fall into this false American accent. Um, generally, I like to allow actors the freedom to ad-lib, and if it does not feel natural, change it. Um, again, out of respect to the process, I challenge these three to not change it. I said we will keep the language as is, um, even in areas where our instinct is to change it. Um, there are a couple of typos here and there. I said let's stay true to it and let's perform it as is. Um, we read the script once, uh, once through at the start. I got them to, to read it silently. Uh, put on the script, we did not look at it until five minutes before you guys came in. What we did was we explored the characters. Fucking um, what? Yeah, so <laughs> for everyone here sitting here, guys, actors, can you show the sheets of paper that you have that oh I asked you to hold during the, during the performance? So I asked, no, this is the very, very end after the process we had developed. Um, writing's terrible, don't try to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so I we spent a lot of time discussing characters, we discussed who they were, what their relationship with each other was, how they viewed the relationship between the other two characters. Um, we learned a lot from each other. Um, because the, story, the script itself does not give us a great deal of depth to the characters. Man mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so there are, there are two things to this. Um, one, it gives actors a lot of freedom to explore, take a character, flesh it out, develop it. Um, but it's, I suppose, the weakness then is in the writing, in that it feels very... Dis- <laughs> 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 
well, yeah. <laughs> if I'd known this was going to happen, I'd have And this yeah. is the first time myself and I have ever met each other as well, by the way. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice we literally met you. about yeah. just before we started. Nice yeah. to meet you, you're writing yeah. as shit. Yeah. <laughs> but your direction is very good. <laughs> um, so what we did was uh, we discussed all that then. We looked at how we think these characters grew up, um, how they, how long they knew each other, um, how they developed and interacted, and the last series of questions I asked the guys before we read it, before you guys came in, I asked them all to consider, based on what we know, based on the discussion we had for the 20-25 minutes we sat down, what are your characters' hopes, what are your characters' fears, because hope and fear drives everyone. And I feel as a, as, a, as a writer, you probably, you probably appreciate that. As a director, it's something I like to get my actors to think about because everything they do is driven by hope or fear. Um, and I wanted them to be aware of that as they read your, your writing. Yeah. And then we looked at... Noyle is just shaking his head. <laughs> 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 I can't believe this really amount of work. <laughs> really impressed. That's insane. Last two questions I asked were, who does your character look up to? And then I split the last question for the two guys because... We could sit down, I mean, the actors could tell you everything we discussed, and, and in fairness to them, they went into a lot of depth and details. Um, Gertrude clearly has the power in the scene, and I queried Gertrude what was, who was the person that she was inspired by, who was her inspiration, whereas Fred and Ronald were asked who was the person that comforts them the most, who they look to for comfort, and what I challenged the actors to do was during the reading to have this piece of paper with them, and as you're reading to, to look down at it, um, during the key moments, um, so we have the key moments, um, the situation, the reveal, um, when we learn what's going on with the, the two brothers and Gertrude, when Gertrude asks Fred to leave, and Fred clearly is, is, is uncomfortable with the idea of leaving these two alone, um, and we explored why that is, how they feel about each other. I, I think um, Fred at that point says, um, sure thing babe, twice. twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, but you trust me, right babe? Fred. Sure thing, babe. <laughs> Just five minutes. I'll get him to talk. Sure thing, babe. <laughs> um, that was the process we took. Um, and in fairness to the three actors, they read it superb. Um, yeah, well, fair yeah, play. Was that it was a phenomenal yeah. reading. I, I suppose having that work going into it means that we don't delve into farce. You know, yeah. we don't. We don't try to overplay things um, because the writing is, is set at a pace of, of ten. You know, it, it's yeah. very high pace. Yeah. Um, especially a lot of Fred's lines, it's very, very high pace, full of anger, full of energy, and it's trying to bring it down yeah. to a level right. where it's, it's a genuine conversation and there's reason behind what he says. Yeah. Um, no, like that was the process we took, we encountered lots of challenges. Um, I suppose the challenge is in the characters themselves. Um, my first instinct when I read this piece, um, apologies Niall. Yeah. No, you can just... <laughs> yeah. well, I think uh, just before you say that, I have, I have the, sh the page that Niall sent me, like there's loads in it uh, about uh, why he thought it was so bad. I really need to highlight this because Niall knows this isn't good. <laughs> like, and it's, it's very evident when you read through... Well, the I know now it's like, not good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one thing he said about the characters, he said, the audience is expected to feel a connection with characters, but there is no depth to connect with. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Would that kind of resonate with you? We do not connect. There we go. So my first instinct with, with these characters when I read the play today for the first time um, was these are not interesting characters. They don't, they don't draw me in. And this, I suppose, the whole purpose of this podcast is to highlight yeah. what not to do and how, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose the issue I had with these characters is that they're reaching... They're yeah. reaching for the audience. They're trying to bring the story to the audience. They're not trying to bring us in. And Very I find, interesting, yeah. I find that there's so much action to it that you can take away all the action. And if you have good, strong, interesting characters, mm. characters that you're curious about. I never found myself, even with Gertrude at the end, I was not curious about what is going on, what's her backstory, what is she yeah, going to do? Should, I wasn't drawn to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think we should, we should just reiterate the ending there. Uh, <laughs> for, because I, 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 I skipped that... Uh, uh, when she's telling the story about finding the the about the money turning up in the bear's cave at the end plausible uh, yeah <laughs> the mother bear had used it as a bed she must have found it and brought it home Ron was right but you don't have to worry about me Jesus because we were all worried about her at this point <laughs> but you don't have to worry about me this isn't the first sting operation I've ran and it won't be the last so like is she meant to be in the FBI Again, you're giving the twist at the end. So interestingly, Jennifer, would you tell us a little bit about 
the Gertrude that you played. I think yeah, so I was going to go to the actors yeah. next, actually. So maybe I'll just do that. Jennifer, do you want to talk about Gertrude a little bit? Um, I suppose uh, what I discovered from going through it with Barry. Barry. So <laughs> yeah. that was actually... <laughs> Can we try that again? <laughs> Uh, no, I think that's no, that highlights just. That's got to stay. That's got to stay. I think that that highlights just how haphazard I've organised this whole thing. <laughs> Jennifer doesn't isn't even sure of the director's name at this point. We're looking for a new Gertrude. The official opening of this play. Yeah. So Barry went through, like, because we we first saw the name heist, and there's so little in that, and he was like, "What do you think it says?" And I was kind of like, "I mean, I'm kind of coming at it." trying to take it seriously because it brings you back to drama school and you're sitting there and they're like, what does this mean? And, you know, what are you getting from this? And I'm like, heist. I'm like, a bank robbery. That's the first thing that you said that as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, or, you know, whatever. Like, you know, there's so little in that title. But that's where we came from it at. I hadn't seen the script yet, so we're kind of looking yeah. at it going, okay, And heist. also, it's it's nothing to do with a heist. Yes, like, there's no heist in it. It's all to do with the falling after us. What's funny about it is you find yourself kind of going, I want to do good. Like, I want to get this right. What's the right answer? Anyway, so then we read it and he brought us through all of these different thinking about who the character is and all of this kind of stuff. And um, I found a small depth to the Gertrude. You know, I'm reading it first. It's kind of one of those things that you read it and you're like, I know what's happening straight away, immediately. You're like, I know. And I probably know what's going to happen at the end by reading the first few lines. Do you know? And like... I don't think it's terrible. I've seen worse. I think I've been in worse. I actually have been in worse. I think I've written worse. (laughs) I know people that are writing worse all the time and they don't know that it's that bad. So we shouldn't say it's that terrible. It's not that terrible. I'm so conflicted. But it is is kind of like, yeah, you know, I think what really got me was like when he asked, who inspires Gertrude? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, like yeah. some fictional, you know, know like Bonnie and Clyde, but yeah. like just yeah. Bonnie or something, <laughs> or like even worse, like some fucking murderous feminist. Like, what's that name of that American woman that murdered all of the guys and she was a prostitute? Oh, Amy Wernos. Amy Wernos. That that came to mind. I know that's really odd. Why is that going there? Nobody's heard about it yet, but Cardi B's out there murdering people. She, I didn't know who she would look up to. Now I knew what drove her, though. I was like, you know, she obviously wants to get away from these two idiots. So, you that was one thing, but yeah, I think what throws me all the time when I read a script like this is is the Americanisms in it, because then you're like, if it's going to be fucking written like this, then I want to say it in a fucking American accent and just get the fuck over it. But people often insist on, no, you have to say it in an Irish accent. I'm like, well, we don't talk like this, and I don't yeah. talk like this, so I won't sound sincere yeah. for talking like this. Do you know what I mean? So Gertrude, you know, she is what she is. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't hate her. Patrick, how how did you find uh, Ronald? Uh, I mean, he he doesn't say a lot. Uh, I don't think he has a lot of thoughts um, <laughs> at all. Uh, I think he's pretty bad at keeping a secret. Like, I mean, if you read the scripts, if you actually read the script, you're kind of like, yeah, he's hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's hiding he just something doesn't want to talk about. It. He's like, nah, don't have anything to say. It's like, well, what are you hiding? Like, do you know. He's, He's hiding something until the point where he gives away the entire plot. <laughs> but he, and nobody believes him. But it's still not even him. Like, do you know what? Like, yeah. he didn't even know that that happened. Like, he's just like, ah, this could happen. He didn't know like, uh, uh, Here we go and tell another lie. Like, a really poorly constructed lie. Uh, um, so, I mean, you know, I think he's... Uh, like, I don't want to say he's, like, really poorly written, but I would say that he's, you know, like, not the best written character I've ever read. Um <laughs> And I would Yeah, like I mean, look, you know, he could have been worse. He could have been a lot worse. I don't like his name. That's a big thing. I don't don't understand where it's set and what's going on. Um, Why are they? Fred, Gertrude, and Ronald. Like, who are these three people? Like, who names their child Fred and then Ronald? Like, do you know what I mean? And like, how old are they? Like, like what's my like? Like, I have no concept of my relationship, but Fred and it's like, and then we start talking about our mother, but then she's mama, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. And like, do we hate each other? Or like, do we all know that we're all having sex? Or like, do you know? And then I'm kind of like, well, like if 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 we're both having sex with Gertrude, am I having sex with Fred? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like so like, well, like, 
I think Ronald's very complex, <laughs> but I, I don't think that. Uh, I think I just tried too hard. John, how did you find Fred? How did you find the role? What were the challenges? What um, what what what, what, were, what were the joys? Well, obviously Fred has more lines than Ronald. <laughs> That, yeah. That's a starter that's, now, obviously they're all... That's Abby thinking right there. That's Abby thinking. <laughs> yeah, you'd be on more money than me. They, Abby. They're all underdeveloped. But I think the only thing that the script definitely gifted is the fact that the two lads are brothers. <laughs> Which I think if they were just friends, it would have been even worse. But the fact yeah. that you have a brother's relationship to play off definitely gives it another layer, especially throwing a love interest into the middle of it. So it's terrible and underdeveloped. But not without anything to fucking grab onto. Whatsoever. What was your main drive with Fred? Like, what was his like for you? What was like, um, what was the thing you were driving at? Like, what did he want? Oh, like, once, like when we read the script the first time, and I found out that Gertrude and Ronald had slept together at Christmas time. Straight away, there was a, like a you know, there was like a like a brother envy kind of like an extra little time. bit in the fuck you and kind of yeah. like a. Like, you could literally picture their mother being like, don't fight and all that, and then you throw a woman into it and yeah. all hell breaks loose. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, bad, but not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought there was enough to... Yeah, it wasn't yeah. I think it was fine. No. I think our mother's dead, though. Yeah, maybe. And I think one of us murdered her. <laughs> but that's me that's reaching, that's grabbing. I mean, I feel like, you know, it could be a To be continued. Uh, part two. <laughs> um... <laughs> Barry, you were saying something there, sorry, what was, um, who are you trying to drive at there? I can't remember. Oh no, I was just saying that we were considering... Oh yeah, you, uh, yeah. you yeah. It was me who cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, let's go back to the the process, like the, the challenge I gave you then, like, I just told you you had an hour with the actors, you do whatever you wanted, so you said, you, you, were con you told me you were considering switching roles. Um, didn't have time, so it was Jennifer, you're the only girl here. Good truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, simple. so I think... Uh, Keep it simple. Yeah, I think that's good enough. So I think to wrap it up, I think uh, there's a couple things we want to do to wrap it up. So I, I suppose I'll get everybody kind of who is involved to say, give me like two or three things they think should be avoided that's like highlighted here. Like what should people avoid? If, they're, if somebody is listening to this and they want to like write something, like what have we done tonight that they can avoid? Like for my own kind of, I, I'd say avoid huge plots. Do you know where it's like, we just had a bank robbery and now we're gonna kill my brother and then someone else, you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be fucking huge. It doesn't have to be Tarantino, like. Um, keys to not writing a bad script. Uh, don't hire Niall. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, hang on, hang on, no, I have to defend <laughs> To jump in the no, like, I'm only joking. Niall is an incredible playwright. Uh, no, I, I can love, imagine. I love his plays. Yeah, I no, think, a brilliant playwright. That's why I asked him to do this. I think, like, really, at, like coming down to the bones of it, I think all the characters should get, you know, an equal amount of speaking. <laughs> and that, um, we should, all, like, realistically, like, I don't think there should be this much exhibition, 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 exposition, and then, like, you know, a bit of depth would be nice, uh, but not too much depth. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what the tight I'll leave it up to you, writers. Uh, John, what would you say? What are the pitfalls to avoid? Having done this show now, what what would you advise people to avoid? Oh, in short, I think the two lads already covered it, but just pacing and Americanisms would be the two. Yeah. So Barry, why don't you give me what you think uh, was bad? So what what could people avoid? Yeah, avoid. Um, so I suppose now we'll be able to expand on this more, given his background. I'm like I'm not a writer. Um, I would avoid shallow archetypes. Mm, um, so I think it's very easy to fall into that pattern of letting the character flow, but following a subconscious idea you have in your head of um, the mother, the lover, the joker, the rebel, you know, these ideas that we have. Try to avoid that. Um, again, drawing back to what the lad said about this big plot, um, I'm very much against mm -hmm. these big ideas and big, exciting um, narratives. I think any drama given the right characters can be interesting. Mm. Um, and just two examples I had, uh, or two, I suppose, writers, even uh, McPherson, the Conor McPherson, mm. his stuff from the Weir and from the Seafair mm. that, Mike, you know that I, I, I know quite well. Um, very simple plots, um, very deep characters, and it's the characters carry yeah. the story. Mm. And you can sit for an hour and a half 
listening to these characters talk. Yeah. Uh, because there is you're, you're drawn in again. There's that idea of yeah. them not reaching, but them drawing you in. Yeah. Um, and um, I suppose Lenny Abramson, the director, in terms in terms of your look at film, um, like what Richard did. There were so many scenes in that where it's just silence and you you still you love watching what's happening. Yeah. And reading into the character and their thoughts and their feelings just from these small little moments. Yeah. I think that's something that takes something small and break it down, yeah. develop it, flesh it out. Um, I suppose the second um, thing just to avoid, um, just be aware of general structures uh, and I suppose be aware of the genre that you're writing in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is no need to have, um, I suppose, overtly explicit, um, you know, let's catch up on what just happened. Um, yeah. you know, exposition. Suppose, like yes, exposition, like, yeah, that term. Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose don't explicitly tell us everything that's happening, pepper it, you know, have these references. Um, gives it depth, gives it realism. It's just. I think it's respect for the audience a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so like be aware of your re audience. Respect yes. the audience's intelligence to put two and two together. Yeah, and their and ability you know. to, I suppose, um, like audiences are theater literate. Yeah. You know, they're, they're they they'll pick up on things. Um, you know, they will watch plays, they will read plays, and they'll pick up on connections yeah. very easily because they they do it. You know, yeah. we we listen to stories, we read stories since we're children. We can pick up on things. You know, yeah. give the audience a little, give them a little less, yeah. and they will take more. Uh, Niall, uh, for you, having listened back to it now, yeah. what do you think people should avoid? Um, big, just the big the thing is the, the shallowness, like the kind of expecting people to get on board and feel a connection to people that don't don't deserve it, I guess, mm. you know? Um, like, I mean, there's a play that I'm thinking of doing, and it's about a guy and his dad, and it's just them sitting down every Tuesday or Wednesday evening watching Champions League, and it's like set over a number of years. Like that's not a big plot. It's just two people in a room watching the TV, but I think there's a lot of like um, depth that can be gotten to a father-son relationship in that, and that's not a big plot. But the characters are there. The other thing I would say is, um, so this is the main point. Is maybe it's not a not to, but if anyone's thinking of writing, just do it. Absolutely, a hundred percent do it because yeah. I mean, like that isn't a great play. It's not a great play, but I mean, mm. it's still a bit enjoyable, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'd say do it and just do it for yourself if you can. I think we all had a, yeah. a blast here, like listening to it. Even like yeah. it was an enjoyable thing. Could I jump in and just yeah. that point? I mean, yeah. you're saying it's not a great play, but we yeah. we took this and worked on it for an hour. Yeah. I mean, as as much as we've been criticizing yeah, it, bashing yeah, it, you yeah. know, calling it what it is, there is still something there to work with. Yeah. Um, you have characters, you have hints of the backstory, you have um, you know, you have the reveal, you have the build up, um, you have general structures, you have a framework in place. Yeah. Um, and like Nala's saying, right. Yeah. You know, um, doesn't matter if it's shit, you know, you, yeah, you can you can build on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't write anything you can't work on it. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing holding people back is the fear yeah. of writing or the fear of failure. Yeah. Yeah. And in theatre we see this the whole time. You know, people yeah. afraid to write, afraid to commit. Mm. Don't afraid to fail. Yeah, afraid to fail. But you need to be allowed to fail. You know, I mean yeah. mistakes are only mistakes if you don't learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you should take something like this and Build it, work from it. Um, well, I also want to point out this isn't a mistake on Nasr. I intentionally, I intentionally <laughs> made a bad play. Yeah. This isn't like us critiquing one of Nasr's actual no, plays. No, yeah. But and I, mean, I, and I hope yeah. it feels like I hope, do that next this oh, been, I hope the lads were like, no, oh well, this is fucking no. terrible, and you were like, well, actually, that's the one part I. This has got <laughs> like this. This the whole process has shown more respect to this thing than any of my other fucking plays. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so bizarre to be like, mm, well, yeah, like there was fuck a, that shit. There was a quote know? I read recently and I really like resonated yeah. with me, especially in the context of doing this podcast, that um, um, all good writers hate bad writing, but the only way to become a good writer is by writing bad. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. Like, so it's fuck like, that, uh, yeah. and I think that's kind of the, the heart of the whole podcast. Um, yeah. So that's a good place to wrap it up mm -hmm. uh, Niall you have a show at Galway Theatre Festival as we said yes. Arbitration from May 4 to 6 at NYG's O'Donoghue Theatre mm -hmm. yeah. um, uh, so looking forward to seeing that yeah, I'm going to try and get up to see it uh, thanks so much for coming thank you uh, thank you Barry for directing yeah. thanks to Patrick Jennifer and John for being in the show and for giving their time up tonight I'll buy you all a pint downstairs now yeah. and uh, thanks very much to the audience for coming in um, but especially yeah. thanks to Niall for writing this piece of <laughs> brilliantly awful theatre yeah. uh, so bigger applause for Niall and thank you